I'm not saying that you should like vary your routine a little and maybe like not go down dark roads <laughs> and that you have people who want to wear your skin, but I'm not saying you don't. I'm not talking about the calling pro- program that we've been working on. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 216. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. Squeeze! Uh-oh. Chuck sprang a leak. Uh, let me see if I got some duct tape here. Just going to... Just going to... That's got it. Much better. How you doing, Chuck? So about like usual, then. Okay. I can buy that. Yes, Chuck is very excited, and he's very squee today, because we have a very exciting guest today. Happy April uh, 1st, everyone. Happy April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Mm, Yes, indeed. April 1st, yeah. Yeah, it is. By the time they listen to this, it will not be that. Yeah, it'll be like two weeks away, but whatever. But by by the time they listen to this, it will be two weeks from now. And you know what that is? That's the 15th in Utah, and you know what happens on the 15th in Utah. Tax day? Yeah, yeah. There might be something else, but nobody's told me anything about it. We haven't heard from a single person at all. What are you talking about? Talking about filtering, Chuck. Oh, I am just waiting for the first road rage mm-hmm. incident from that. Yep, yep. Thank you to everyone who wrote in to us to tell us that uh, it was you a thing. legalized that. Yes, kinda. We we, we know, <laughs> but the rules behind it are weird. So, so if you commute on the highway, they're weird, but I commute on surface streets the whole way. And I can tell you that the ability to, at the traffic light of like 20 fucking cars, which means three cycles, because why won't anyone push the goddamn pedal that looks like Bert, not the one that looks like Ernie, you motherfuckers, go. What have you done to the inside of your car? There are two pedals, Chuck. One of them is shaped like Bert, one is shaped like Ernie. The Bert one makes you go fast, and the Ernie one makes you slow down. Anyways, um, people suck. And if I can go to the <laughs> and if I can go to the front of the line and just get on with it, that'd be nice. I'm that still, would save me a good five minutes on my commute. I'm still thinking about your car with an actual Burt face and an actual Ernie face and pedals. That'd be sort of fun too, actually. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> then maybe a, an Oscar for the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it makes growly noises. <laughs> it could uh, work. Yeah. So can we filter? Uh, on the on-ramp, a, a metered on-ramp? It is less than 45 miles an hour marked, generally speaking, on an on-ramp, and there is a thing that the traffic has to be stopped. So I'm going to say probably you could get away with it. Mm. I'd be I'd be a little nervy about it as I got near the front. It's one of those kind of like grayish. Yeah, because at the front, people are going to be like romping on it when it when wait, turns. No, never mind. <laughs> where, where have I been? <laughs> when it turns green, they'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, they'll look down and they'll be thinking, they'll be like, not the one that looks like Bernie, the one that looks like Bert. I'm going to press on this pedal now. They got to find a place to set down their coffee. Here I go. Pushing the pedal. <laughs> you seem to have opinions. Fuckers. God <laughs> damn it. I ride a motor. I ride most of the time a bike, which wide fucking open. Uh-huh takes a few seconds to get to 45 but you know what i fucking get there okay. oh my new co-worker yeah he has a band at 1200 Ooh, neat yeah yeah he, uh, he says lots of nice things about it it's pretty great mm-hmm. there's there's no two ways about it yeah i got a lot of leaks to shore up uh <laughs> but you know is yours a six or a 12 mine's a 12 yours is okay okay yes it's ben, el bendito grande yeah yeah okay yes yeah nice. the, the 12 is 12 is great <laughs> um, hey you want a wheelie no bandit i don't okay so how about this let's wheelie. yes <laughs> also <laughs> clonk, i wonder if his bandit has that habit don't know if it's a gen one it probably doesn't oh, it does, um but you give out if you give up a few horsepower for the trouble if it's a, a gen two <laughs> trouble of dodging crushed oil can yeah you don't have to, you don't have to come in the garage and duck the crushed oil can <laughs> Um, if it's a, an O one or an O two, like late O one, early O two, then it probably does. That's the early gen twos. Mm-hmm. They made better pistons that don't have big fucking holes in them later. Weird. Uh huh. Crazy talk. Yeah. I don't Wildness. understand. 
and, and on one hand, I'm like, maybe I should get one of those like performance kits with new pistons in it because then I would fix the oil consumption problem, Chuck. Yeah. This is 100% a good idea, Chuck. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And and how has your wife approached that idea? <clears throat> I haven't uh, brought it up exactly. <laughs> are, you, are you still trying to practice a way of explaining I, it without I, giggling? I want I want to kind of, I'm kind of coming at this one sideways a little, you know, you might want to leave out the words high performance. Yeah. Maybe built better. Mm -hmm. Non-leaking does not have holes. Yeah. Does not have holes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Emphasize the the Mm -hmm. leaking. Yes. The the safety factor. Uh What about all the other leaks in the bike? Questions, questions. (laughs) We're getting to those one at a time. One at a time. time. Timing cover. Yep. On the happy side, I have a whole bunch of the same bolts that fit in the heads left over from the straw. <laughs> so, you know, I got some parts. <laughs> hey, let's look at classifieds. Uh, well, Wes sent us an interesting purchase possibility. Mm, yes. The one that's marked rig. Yeah. So this is an R1200GS. Yeah. With a sidecar. On a it. pretty one. Mm-hmm. And a pretty sidecar. And lots of storage. Yep. Lots of big old, big old metal boxes. He's got the car tire conversion on the back. That looks like one of Stroker's wheels. Those are badass. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's got like a, like a, look like a little mini trunk between the sidecar and the bike. Well, sure. What's yeah. the space doing otherwise? Uh, nothing on mine. Look at that big, look at that big rack on the back for putting extra stuff on. That is a big ass rack. all the things on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That can hold everything. Mm-hmm. This would be faster than your Ural. It would be way faster than my Ural. But then I would have like two GSs. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you'd have one on each size, right? Yeah. 11, 15 or 12. You, you also, here, I observe you don't have a red one. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I do not have a red mm-hmm. BMW. Why am I Mr. BMW all of a sudden? Why I is that me? Well, Chuck, you've reached a certain age. Oh. Oh, is that how we're going to play? Is that what we want? That's right. Yep. That yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've reached a certain age. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh, which one of us do hears the ticking the loudest? Cause I'm pretty sure it's not me. I'm, per- us, I'm pretty sure I've gone by that milestone. Only one of us owns a BMW check. <laughs> only one of us is turning 40 this year. Todd details, details. <laughs> This is stop making this stop changing the subject. We're talking about the BMW. Chuck. I mean, once you turn forty, Look, there's you, a sidecar. You will be a, a man of a certain age. Mm-hmm. No. Wait, does that mean I can get one of those Goldwing rigs with a fucking beautiful sidecar and a reverse gear and all that? And heated all the things. Yeah, but your wife won't let you. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I can get a sweet deal on it, in which case she's like, eh. A sweet deal. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Hold a gun? I haven't haven't actually thought this all the way through. Here, tell you what, uh, I'll trade you all the bullets and this and this for your your bike. She's not against me having a sidecar. She's the one who said, go out and get a fucking sidecar. No, no, that's true. She's not against you having a sidecar. No, no. No. She's probably against me spending $30,000. Yeah, I think. I would say, I would hazard a guess. Probably more than that. I would hazard a guess that spending $30,000 on anything right now would not be a really great choice. You you think 30 will be enough for a fully kitted out Goldwing and a sidecar? Used? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is there one in mind you, you, you... you have in mind? Not at the moment. Oh, okay. But they pop up every once in a while. Every now and then, yeah. You know, because I mean, you you get you know an, an old 1800 Goldwing, the older 1800 Goldwing on one, and yeah. the thing that engine will go until like freaking heat death of the universe. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys on Sidecar.com. This, by the way, is Kermit's bike. Uh, one of the Sidecar. Hello, folk. I yeah. am Kermit the Frog. Would you like to buy my motorcycle? Mm-hmm. You, you you quickly you quickly learn to recognize the rigs and who owns them. Please excuse the pork smell emanating from the sidecar. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a nice looking rig. That is really nice. That dedicated back tire that 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 back wheel that's actually a uh, dedicated car, car tire yeah. taker. That is so fucking nice. I'm really not looking forward to when I have to change out the car tires on the Bandit. It is going to suck. Oh yeah. Oh, it sucks. Why? Two large guys, a hydraulic machine, and like four fucking tire irons to get them on and off. Oh, it damn! It's goddamn ridiculous. Good news—they're coming off by themselves. <laughs> yeah. No worries there. 
but it is it is a colossal bitch. So do you have on. the car tires on the bandit's rims, or why is yeah. it so hard? Oh, yeah. okay. Car tire on a bandit. Okay. And the bandit has a wide enough swing arm that you can do that. Mm-hmm. This one, if you don't have the wheel conversion with the spacer, is kind of a pain in the ass because the the swing arm is like pretty narrowly in. Right. It's a common problem with Strom rigs too that people talk about is like the back wheel of the Strom is basically the same as the Bandit. You could slap a 205 on it. Okay. The 205 will not fucking fit between the swing arm ends. If I remember the pictures right, this guy's got car tires on both rear wheels. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, putting it on sidecar wheels is no big deal. Right? Yeah. And he's got the uh, the steer right pod in the front there. That's why it looks kind of like longer in the front. Okay. Yeah. The uh, you put in basically a different set of uh, blocks in the tail lever job. Okay. What year is that one? Do you know? I have no idea. Not off the top of my head. But, okay. Uh, pretty nice. It's newer than mine. Mm-hmm. That is pretty. I like the way that sidecar looks. Yeah. So he's got the battery box in the middle there. This looks like a quad sidecar, actually. Why did he have to take the? Did he have to? You have to use a bigger battery. Is that what's going on? No, but it's really nice to have a big fucking car battery because a you've got you know like the same as I've got in the Bandit. I, I actually technically have like a side by side battery in the Bandit. Okay. Um, but it's you know it's fucking enormous. It's double the size of a bike battery it's you have a very deep well okay um and then the actual replacement of the battery when you have a regular battery box becomes very easy yeah because like bmw (laughs) have to find like the specific bmw battery yeah but that big ass battery box in the middle he's just like walks in you know if his battery goes to shit he walks into like auto (laughs) zone canadian tire like fucking wherever he's like i need a battery what size and he like holds his hands about so far apart (laughs) that's never happens (laughs) you've not been to an auto zone while yeah you go in and you're like i just need a battery and they'll be like what's what's the car yeah exactly you're like i don't have a car i, I just need a battery that's... no no that's that, this is the conversation every time i have like the o'reilly's <laughs> just knows me now they're like oh it's that guy <laughs> every <laughs> what, time i what's go the in... car so i can look it up right i don't fucking i don't know what no yeah uh-uh. they can't help you unless you can tell them a car <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> my dad would make up cars <laughs> <laughs> just to confuse them just to because he knew what he was after. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is uh, what car text that. Uh, it's a 1988 Chevy the old. Just look it up. Yeah. When I, I, I went in and got the, uh, I, when I got the uh, spacers for the uh, sidecar. Yeah. The spacer and the, the, how that the go? bearings. Yeah. It was the same kind of thing. I'm like, I need this thing. They're like, oh, what car is it for? I'm like, but what car is it for? Look, there's a number printed on it. No shit. Just, just read the number. The the field has to be between 1975 and 2014. <laughs> Our catalog doesn't go that far back. <laughs> the funny thing is, once they kind of figure out that you you know you're not going to like be like this doesn't fit my car, mm-hmm. most of them are willing to like hang out and talk to you to buy this thing. I'm mm-hmm. I would have to like I would sell like the GS and the Ural. Yeah, is yeah. that that's well? Much... Well, this is more or less like if the GS and the Ural had a baby, right? And it was beautiful, <laughs> right? Uh huh. That seems reasonable. That's pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm. mm-hmm. It's tempting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. It's nice, for sure. Yeah. I like the GS as a rig. It would be good for that. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it'd do the job well. It'd be comfy. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. nice enough put together. It's, it's got power. Got some power. I mean, you know, reasonable power. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to just go smoke my rear for a little while. <laughs> Well, that's why I bought the Busa. Right, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, the bandit power. <laughs> that's sweet. Hey, hey, I'm only I'm only 200 Metropolitans less than your Hayabusa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could like chain those up to the to the bandit. <laughs> I, the, <laughs> Tell everyone to twist go at once. Oh, if I if I had a great big if I had a great big heavy duty sidecar rig. I'd be so tempted to put davits on the back and hoist up the uh, Vespa on them. <laughs> like I would, I would seriously rig something out of plywood to do it once just to fuck with people. Mm-hmm. Be like, Oh, let me just lower the lifeboat. Be great. Beautiful. Be everything. It's gotta be something else we can buy. Can I read this one? Oh, please. We have a B-Strom 1000 K5. Those are nice. Parts bike. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, uh, for two hundred dollars. Okay. In uh, in Utah. Oh. Okay. Uh, this is a parts I need. This is a DL one thousand with blown front cylinder. Wait. Perfect for parts on an O two to O nine Strom. Notable oh. things. It has 
frame, back cylinder, brand new aftermarket stator with like seven miles on it in the light sheen of tears. Stock back wheel with usable tire. Tank is totted but undented. Airbach in perfect shape. New seven miles air filter, slightly and soaked tears. in tears. <laughs> Brand new fuel pump and housing with HB bypass, external filter mod, tears. brakes, good working order. No, no, minus front rotors. Upgraded front fork, still in good shape. Clean title. Much good may it do you. If you have a stolen bike, say, you could probably use this yeah, as a title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notable does not have runs. <laughs> Tail section, seat, ECU, throttle bodies, most plastics, rear shock, st- stock front wheel. There's a Ninja, Ninja 650 wheel on it to make it roll. Which you get with the bike if you, if you take it. <laughs> uh, that comes I, with it. I, that wheel. I have a few of the does not have in a box. I have a literal box of parts. And would be willing to wheel and deal for them, especially if you take the bike itself off my hands. My wife is sick of looking at it. I don't want help selling it. Cash only. Prefer not to have to pull more parts apart, but willing to discuss if you want some of it. Please, 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 please take this albatross out from around my neck. Oh, this is yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, weird. Hey, yeah. well, look at that. Yeah, look at that. Look. It's moved. It's moved into the side yard under the eaves now. The uh-huh. tarp. <laughs> Are there raccoons living in it yet? Hard it is say. spring. I haven't lifted up the tarp in a bit, so it's hard to say. <laughs> Do you see it like put the tarp kind of punching around? Like, I, remodel. I don't know. So the, the, you know, like right right now. It's, oh, there's a wheel nerd sticker. Yeah, there's a wheel nerd sticker, and the tiki sticker still on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like. If somebody had the Strom in the right year range and needed a few bits and bobs, this would do nicely. Um, I've considered stripping the rear wheel and holding onto it for a, a sidecar wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may yet do that. We junk it. Just get it up onto the trailer. and <laughs> Pretty much. Get it on the trailer and on a <laughs> something. Hell, I'll just roll it next to the trailer and just fucking kick it over. <laughs> But yeah, you know, listeners asking me about my my smoking deals on this. <laughs> smoking deals? What kind of smoking deals? Smoking, come fucking take this albatross out from around my neck deals. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty hot deal. Yes, yes. <laughs> but will you deliver, Todd? No. God damn it. <laughs> this, is the true, this is the true pain and suffering of selling anything in the cheap range mm-hmm. on a classifieds anything. Uh-huh. Is, is the, the fucking weirdos that get... Well, so I don't have the 200 bucks to block. <laughs> What's the lowest price you'll block? Uh, have you considered having this uh, three-wheeler VW as a trade? So, you know, if the shadow economy would fucking give me a call, I'm listening, <laughs> right? Like straight up. Shadow economy, folks. Yo, what's up? Well, give me up. You don't have the right verbiage. No, I don't have the I, mark I, I, I don't shadow, have the shadow economy. economy things obo you need to stick an obo in so, so that people know mm-hmm. you're, you're willing to talk mm-hmm. even though you're not <laughs> <laughs> you should just oh you should edit this ad and you should just be like shadow economy offers welcome <laughs> just leave it like that <laughs> put it all in caps a couple stars on each end yeah then they're gonna think i want drugs though <laughs> but what kind of drugs Asking yeah. for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Listener, listeners who need a blown up Strom. Um, you know. <laughs> blown up Strom. <laughs> you come with a trailer and, you know, yell adventure. This would be perfectly good in a movie on fire somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. In your post-apocalyptic movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Listener. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm figuring, you know, another weekend or two, we just uh, go shit can this thing. Okay. Yep. <laughs> listeners who need good strong parts i have a couple good shocks and uh, i have all the strong plastics mm, tasty and an ecu that's been flashed to be better so what are you going to do with those just sell them separate i'll sell them separate they're okay. they're all i stripped off most of the small slash valuable things that are easy to like ship and sail okay you know trevor came and got the front wheel and i was like you i, I can't roll it if you take the front wheel he's like I got you, man. I got a Ninja 650 front wheel. I'm like, well, that fit. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it technically goes on there. Fitz is probably overselling it. 
do you do you actually hold it in with like an axle nut or you just shove a branch actually it has the same uh same width as the strom axle which is what okay. he's you know, he's got a ninja 650 like off-roady project going in one of the 17 inch front wheel oh or okay. assuming the, uh, the strom is a 19 inch front wheel yeah um so we wanted okay. that wheel other than that like it barely fits like it's it's the, <laughs> does it's, it roll it's on enough that it will roll okay which is the best that can be said for it okay it does look like an okay Ninja 650 wheel, so I guess if you want a sport bike wheel with a Strom attached, you know, give me jingle. <laughs> You're like, tell you what, I'll give you the wheel for free, but you got to take the rest of the bike with you. That's more or less how I feel. If a listener, <laughs> if a listener shows up and just wants to, like, take it away and, like, you know, just, like, leave beer. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave a beer. I, I like some beer. I mean, like something <laughs> decent, maybe. I'll take a can of wine. Wow, look at Mr. Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> uh, you know. Mr. I was desperate to get rid of this, but whoa, whoa, let's, let's talk about the wine first <laughs> that you're going to bring me. Well, it's, it's you know, it's the simultaneous, the, the cross between anything I can get out of this is just money toward the next ill-advised bike. Uh-huh. And, uh, Please make it go away. But at the same time, like, I'm really kind of tired of looking at it. <laughs> The tears have dried up. Maybe I'll just strip everything out and plant flowers in the frame or the, something. Yeah. You know, it's like I told you, you should just bring that toilet back out and mm-hmm. plant it next to it. <laughs> just to really give the... Let your neighbor really know that this is going to be the year. <laughs> this is the year you get your yard shit together. <laughs> I was actually thinking it could be sort of funny as yard art if you like buried it about a foot deep in the ground. Uh-huh. You know, like took the wheels off and buried it in the ground uh-huh. so that it stood up by itself. You, you remember that, that that car sculpture where it's a line of cars? Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. We could do that with dead bikes mm-hmm. <laughs> in your yard as we as we as we collect them up. You know, that, that your neighbors thing. will love you. Uh, you know what the best thing about dead bikes though is? Hmm. You don't have to mow them. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, you have to mow first. Before you have to worry about mowing around. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche. So uh news from listeners. Uh the West Rally is uh the women's sports bike West. rally. The women's sport bike rally. West. West. Mm-hmm. Is going down again this year. There will be no chucks breaking down on the way this year. So the rally is going to be this year uh June twenty eighth to the thirtieth in Morro Bay, California. Cool. Uh, online registration is open. Yep. Hit it up. And if you go online and look, you can see my favorite picture, which is the one of a bunch of women there. And then Brittany looks like she's photo bombing them. Like she just <laughs> ran in and like jumped in front of a photo that a bunch of motorcyclists were taking. So all you can see is her forehead. Yeah. It's not even from her rally. It's like a completely different group. She's <laughs> just like, hi. <laughs> this yeah. year's theme mm-hmm. is ride brave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Brittany really excited to go and experience roads and stuff with other women riders and the location looks completely rad and we one of our wheel nerds auxiliary might actually make this one this nice time. she doesn't have that albatross of chuck around her neck she will not okay <laughs> she go. will have more knowledgeable motorcycle people with her look forward to auxiliary wheel nerd <laughs> reports we'll have to hook her up with recorders and cameras easy enough so we can hear all about the pillow fights mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. you know Nail painting. The belching contest, which I've heard is really belching. impressive. The, the bubble baths. Mm. The cucumber sandwiches. Watercrust. Yeah, like no. Uh, Chuck, you'll be glad to know that we have a guest tonight. Squeeze. I need you to just scooch a little further away from the desk now, in accordance with the... That's good. Right there. I noticed there's like red tape on the yeah, yeah, I put that tape there so it'd be easy for you to find it. Okay. Not comfortable. Okay, and before we talk about our next guest, I have to state legally that I am indeed more than 100 yards away from Mr. Eric Buell at this present time. That's, that's good of you, in accordance with the, with the current All of the paperworks. <laughs> All of the paperworks. April Fool's Day is now apparently April Buell's Day on Wheel Nerds, which is now a thing. It's official. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Hey, Eric. He hung up on us. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> I stunned him. <laughs> yeah. He, he so was, that's the restraining order? He was diving for the speed dial to his lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Eric, it's it's awesome to have you back on. It um, is so good to talk to you. Talk to you guys, too. 
So uh, for those of you who have been under a rock or hiding in your closet or uh, don't have the internet, Eric has a new project, don't you, Eric? Yes. Okay, well, great interview. Thanks, Eric. We'll talk to you <laughs> next time. <laughs> tell, tell us about Fuel. In addition to the, the theory that uh, Fuel is a dad joke on some level, since it's Fuel, but it's electric bikes. T- tell us. What, wait, wait, wait. Okay. First question. Who thought up the name Fuel? It kind of came out of the uh, marketing group that we were working with. They wanted something that was recognizable, but different slash legally distinct. <laughs> Oh, no, it starts. Well, no, I won't go into that. Um, God, I have to keep this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, fundamentally, they just were, you know, we were, we were talking about it. Fuel is kind of a different thing because in, in it's it's more like an athletic thing. And, and people talk about fuel in a different way than I think those of us who kind of grew up with, you know, mm. gasoline powered stuff. And, you know, it's, you know, fuel is stuff that you drink after you go for your, you know, bicycle ride or all those sorts of things. And we were just like, this is a different, yeah, this is fuel. It's different kind of fuel. And it, and it also fit with, we were talking about urban electric lifestyles and things like this and love of life. And mm-hmm. so it kind of came, became an acronym. And so they got all fired up. About that. that's, that's actually kind of cool. There was a brief intermission at this point as the Wheel Nerds internet connection died completely. Thank you, Comcast. Nice work. What drew you to electric bikes? Really, there were two things that, that drew me to it. One is that there was a, a real need for them. You know, the world is changing and in a lot of parts. A lot of cities, they are eliminating internal combustion engines being allowed in. And it's kind of the wave of the future. And the second thing is, because it's new and because the opportunity we saw was different than what a lot of people have been doing, there was a chance for me to be really innovative, which is probably what I like to do most of all, you know, be really be creative and think out of the box. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, Eric Buell likes to do things that uh, people don't expect, but then afterwards everybody thinks is totally normal a few years later. Tell me, tell me more. This is confusing. <laughs> Where's the place it was needed the most? In that? I mean, because the electric bike space looked samey, but... What does it need? What's it missing? Well, what we saw was there was an opportunity, in, especially in European cities, urban areas. The way this all started was a guy named Fred Vassar, who uh, has a company called Spark Racing that does all, builds all the Formula E cars. Mm-hmm. He also manages the uh, Alfa Romeo, Sauber Alfa Romeo team, along with other things. So he's a you know engineer, kind of leading edge. But interestingly, you know, he was into electric. But the other thing was he's all, a lot of the Formula E races are in in cities, and so he's very connected to what's going on with the mayor. You know the mayors of the cities, you know Paris, Barcelona, wherever these things are running, even New York. And then uh, there's another guy in New York uh, named uh, Francois Javier uh, Turney, who's a friend of mine, who has also lives in Paris and New York, and so they're very urban minded. So we were at this green convention over in. Brussels talking about, you know, innovation in the world. It was kind of connected to Formula E racing, but it was most, it was big wigs, mayors, professors, you know, politicians, blah, blah, blah. And in this meeting, they talked about, we will eliminate internal combustion from all these cities because it's, you know, our duty, we owe it to the people and we have the power. And they were talking about electric trains and electric buses and blah, blah, blah. And I went with these guys, we looked at each other and said, what's going to replace all two-wheelers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, if you don't go to your... America's a strange anomaly in the motorcycle world. I live in it and everything else, but haven't had a chance to be global for quite a few years now and see what's going on around the world. It's really different. I mean, if you go to Milan or anywhere else like that, I mean, their streets are packed with motorcycle speeds. You can't take a car in. There's just no way you could ever get the traffic into the city. Quick... Scooter kind of things, you know, rent a scooter, we can go or rent an e-bike for a short distance. But there's a whole lot, all those motorcycles that came, came in, scooters and motorcycles with, you know, tour packs on them and stuff. They're like coming from the suburbs. So they're doing like maybe a 40 kilometer, 30 kilometer commute round trip. You're not going to take in a scooter, you know, you know, the kind that you sit on with one foot, but, you know, the little rental things like the, the line scooters or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that a dare? And so there was a big gap that I looked at it and we said, 
you know, let's come up with something really innovative that's, you know, aimed at being the best possible solution for that. And that's kind of what, so, you know, it's a combination where I'd like to be innovative, but I've also been around long enough that I care a lot about motorcycle being successful. And I like the idea of personal transportation being available to people, the thought of everybody being put onto a government controlled electric train, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not looking at that very much before that happened. But on the other hand, okay, they want electric and they want to get rid of internal combustion, which I get it. The world's that way. So it's a chance to do something that's fun for me, but also feels like I'm doing something good. Eric, everything you do is good. <laughs> Just in so, case there's so, any doubt. So did they, did they give, did they give, did they have, I mean, I know they're politicians, right? But did, did they have timelines where they're talking about eliminating internal combustion from cities? Cause I can see some where they're like, yep, it's gone. Screw you all. And others where it's going to be a, I mean, there's going to be a knockdown drag out in New York over that. Yeah, I, it seems like this would be more of an international thing for a, a while, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of course it's going to, de- you know, it's going to vary uh, depending on where mm-hmm. it is. But I can assure you that it's happening, and in some cities it's already happened, in, and some will be happening in the next year or two. Our main well, goal with this right now, this is mostly an export product because mm-hmm. America mm-hmm. is not in the same place yet. Right. But, you know, we like to argue things more, and there's a, you know, a lot of lawyers get paid, and it'll be a good time. We have a car culture-based society, you know? Well, yeah. And, and, you know, that part, as far as being car-based, one of the things that's driven people to two-wheelers in Europe is you just can't acquire cars into the city. And quite frankly, you get can't get cars into L.A. anymore. You can't mm-hmm. get cars mm-hmm. into New York. People just haven't realized it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm completely a two-wheeler guy. To me... I have, I have a daughter who lives in San Diego and a son who lives in Los Angeles, and I fly in to visit them and rent a car, and I get on the freeway, and it's just wall-to-wall, six lanes going one direction of people in SUVs and things, and one person, mostly one person each car. Mm-hmm. And I just go, what is wrong with these people? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a, I, everybody's free to make the choice, but I just go, God, this is stupid. Because <laughs> Everyone's free to make a, a choice, and you're, you're free to call them dumb. Yep. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it is. I vote something. They're dumb, but it's a dumb choice. They're probably very smart people that just happen to be making a not-so-wise choice, and I'm not sure why, and I think we don't have enough pressure on us to change. Mm-hmm. But I, oh, you've got to think the pressure's there. If you if you try to commute to L.A. or those places like that, it's impossible. And, uh, you know, the amount of time is horrible. So, mm-hmm. but kind of to me, it's like you kind of, flowed into this because to get across this country, we needed cars and there's a lot of things. And, but when you're getting into cities and stuff, because of the cities have been more in Europe, you know, people have stayed more clustered around towns. They don't do this long interstate traveling like we do. You know, they think they're, I think they recognize this sooner. And mm-hmm. I'd say this, let's just say this is April fools, but to me, it's kind of like, and I don't want to mean insult people who drive cars. Sometimes I drive a car, right? Sometimes I'm one person in a bigger car than I need. I, I got you covered, like Eric. Running, people in cars are lame. <laughs> it's kind of like walking down the street with your arms held up. Why? Mm-hmm. And just hitting, you know, so that people have to clear you by that much. Well, usually if you're doing that, it's because you're a zombie. That's true. <laughs> Maybe people become zombies when they get in cars. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I deduct a few IQ points every time I see a car, which is all the time. <laughs> So talk talk a little bit about the the kind of so it's an export product and if I remember reading about it the initial one is a pedal it's like a, a pedal bicycle. bike with an electrical assist now is it going to be kind of similar to what you see now with the different like uh, the Shimano system the uh, who's it Bosch has one yeah um, or is this going to be radically different somehow please tell well, me you put the electricity happen. in the frame. Oh, this- <laughs> Yeah, we're actually sucking electricity out of a person's body. You plug, you know, one connection in one ear and one in the other, and it, like, sucks the power out of you. Unfortunately, if you go too fast, you turn into a husk and just kind of blow away in the wind. Now, how, how many people back. did you go through before you found that out? <laughs> I'm really not at liberty to talk about that. <laughs> we didn't have that restraining order against you. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> no, actually, what this one is is it's pretty close to conventional, except it's kind of top of the range. 
you know, we get our own motor and, mm-hmm. and it's got a double battery pack. It has some nice features, but it's just kind of like at the leading edge of that kind of product. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted to get something out quickly that was good and could do some cash flow for the business. You know, sure, sure, yeah. Opportunity is immediate and right away. And the uh, motorcycle type product is going to take longer to do, takes more money than school and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to work on other products after. So, so there's two versions of each of them. There's two versions of the E, the Pedelec, which we call fluid, and then two versions of flow. Uh, the mm-hmm. one and the one S. The one S having higher power. The lower powered one fits into the category where you can ride it without put an automobile license. Uh, the lower powered version in Europe. Right. So okay. and then we would like we're going to do some innovative bicycle things down the road. So this is just you know this is just a start. But that's really what we did with the, the first Pedelec is just do a very on point and quick to launch product. How far away are you guys from manufacturing or filling orders? Well, I think that. Well, I'm going to get slapped for this probably. I, it, it's late summer for the, the Pedelec. So this year? Ooh. It might even be a lot, yeah. Mm. Maybe they only have a seven-month commute. Will they, will they be available in the U.S. to begin with? Yes, they will be available in the U.S., yeah. And and now now I'm uh, curious because since it's a pedal so is it going to go through bike shops or motorcycle shops, or is it going to be like an online only? How's that going to work? Uh, that's not really my... Not your jam. Okay. Nope. And I'm, I'm, they have a plan for that. I don't know what it is. I'm just the, kind of a technical guy, man. <laughs> now I got. I got. Let, let me ask you that about that because Eric Buell, as CTO, sounds like this. This might be the desk you were made for. How is that? No, I like it a lot. You know, because I think I think I know the market pretty well, and you know, customers. I'm savvy to that, and I also. No, the technical end of things. I don't. I have done several startups that mm-hmm. you know grew and got big investors in, so I've changed. But mm-hmm. I don't like that, and I'm not very good at it, and I've made some mistakes in it. And I like it a lot better staying focused on the customer and the product. The and fun somebody stuff. Somebody else finance it, and somebody else, you know, figure out oh how you know what's the marketing plan, and somebody else figure out how are we financing it. You know, I can give input and ideas, but I don't want to be the lead person on, on those things at all. Mm-hmm. So now, related to your role as CTO, is it your job to, uh, quote-unquote, test the bikes by taking them off of jumps and stuff? Because <laughs> I'm sure you that never occurred to you before this moment to do with it. No. <laughs> no I, just, I, I hate riding them. <laughs> can you say if the flow exists in a physical form? You would be talking about no the uh, there's a prototype uh, okay functioning and uh, that that exists for sure it's just for us to use it, sure it looks free so it can be used for photos and stuff but uh-huh. on the technical end we're not it's not at the point where we're doing demo rides or anything like that so we have right, the right. first one where do you keep it garaged <laughs> like I'm going to tell you <laughs> <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> It's yeah, asking for Todd, I think, or somebody. So w- one thing I got to ask about the flow. Now I was looking at it, and the the motor in the hub that at least the articles were talking about sounds wicked cool. But then all that extra space to store stuff. And the thing that immediately sprang to my mind is Craig Vetter's contest that he used to do, where you had to get as far as you could on a tank of fuel and carry two bags of groceries. Do you think the flow is going to qualify? I, I doubt your grocery bag tested it, but do you think the flow is going to qualify? Is it going to hold two bags of groceries? Oh, oh, definitely. Nice. They put the groceries in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's was like, oh my God, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's going to hold four bags. The rider is a fuel. We suck the energy out of the rider. <laughs> hey, I, that that has legs, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. I do either, too. Either you pedal or you just you know go brain dead a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm really excited about that. I, I'm excited about all of them. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to riding the fluid. I'm not sure I'm going to do that. I do a lot of road biking just with a regular, you know, bicycle. I'm really mm-hmm. into that lately. It's it's fun, even for guys. I have a, I have a friend who uh, has bicycled all the way across the country, which I want to do. At first, people are like, oh, e-bike, you know, you're going to have a motor that wrecks it. And yet, this guy's ridden across the country. He has one. He says, this is awesome because I get the full workout and I can go really big distances <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be uh it's, i'm looking forward to that too and then the 
you know, flow flow is really cool too. So, you know, yeah, they look both those things look and sound very cool. I'm really excited about flow because it is so innovative, and I think in a really good way. I think when people see how it works and stuff, it's going to be uh, they're going to be happy. And that's what you want to do and say, "Wow, this is cool." I can't get this anywhere else. That's what I wanted to do. Probably the closest I've ever come in the motorcycle industry to being a leader in it was, you know, doing the F1, the Lightning, which, you know, we want that one, you know, best standard because they didn't even have a category for street fighters then. It was one of the, you know, the very first ones. But in general, you know, it's always been, you know, just restrained. Oh, wow. You know, and, and we were working on things like a motocross bike that we did that never got into production. It was only, man, that was six months for production when they shut it down. Dear God. But anyhow, um, you know, it had fuel in the brain, which mm. really worked. And even the guys who were like the motocross test guys or, you know, were like, oh, that's weird. Well, why do you have that? You really shouldn't do that. It, because everybody's so used yeah. to the way everyone else does it. And, that, and that's kind of, ah, that was frustrating. So it's really fun to be able to be just doing, you know, radical stuff and know that this will fill you can't do this any other way oh than what we did you know because it's it's so different and you know you could not have an internal combustion bike that worked like this right i mean just, uh, just, just skipping what the power current is just because of the way it's laid out you yeah, couldn't have anything that kind of acceleration rate and you know nimble and stuff and be able to carry several bags of groceries plus your Probably two bags of groceries plus your helmet. I don't know. But anyway. Two bags of groceries on one wheel the entire way home? This sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so have you had any e-bike industry guys come to you and be like, Eric, you can't do it that way? You mean on the bicycle end of things? Yeah. No. That, that It's not that different. You know, it's... It doesn't frighten huh. much. No. Uh, that'll come later. <laughs> I've already got those on a cab screen. I'm doing fun stuff. But that's going to be a few years out. Then I get slapped over the head and say, Eric, get back. you got to get back on flow. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I got excited. <laughs> Look, guys, I made it turn into a robot. <laughs> so now that when the fluid, the, the faster version of the fluid is actually plated as a motorcycle, right? Is that, that's the plan? Like it'll be competing with the scooters and the e-scooters and that kind of stuff? Zero bikes? Or... Well, the... the, the Fluid is the, I think that's, man, I don't, but, but it's aimed at that, part of what they call it, like a super pedelec. So it still pedals, but it yeah. has more power, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it'll fly along at, you know, it's a sub 30 miles an hour, but it gets mm-hmm. there really quickly. And, you know, again, it's narrow. It's, it's, you know, it's cool. It's just, that's a category that works. You know, an e-bicycle really does, is a smart thing. And, what they don't do is, you know, you don't have much storage capacity and stuff, mm. and you don't, you know. So that was kind of what we were addressing with the flow was to say, oh, how can we do something that's, you know, that carries a passenger? How much does the the bicycles weigh? Oh gosh, I, I think it's in the high sixty pound kind of range. Okay, so you'd grunt when you picked it up, but you could do it. Well, some Not people you, would, but yep, if you're rolling it down the hallway, you're wow. Mm-hmm. And nice. it's definitely heavy kind of heavy for a bicycle and then you climb out and start pedaling and you're like oh man this thing's light and nimble because you know as soon as it's moving yeah it's a bicycle and it's a bicycle and it's just you know super nimble to zip through traffic and stuff like that in the electric motorcycle segment and granted it's not a giant segment right now it's basically zero uh the your uh the so it's basically zero harley and uh a french company the french company uh, who who worries you most in that segment? Like who, what what worries you in terms of competition in that segment? I, you know, really nobody worries me. It's cool that there's some bikes, you know, electric motorcycles out there. Mm-hmm. We just did something very different, mm-hmm. and so they're really we're not in the same segment. That's a, that's about the size of it. I mean, I've been interested in the electrics from the time we were in Harley. We talked about it there, and I did a survey for them, and it kind of put me in charge of that thing. And we were looking into that while we were fuel was so lot, and mm-hmm. uh, we kind of had opinions and thoughts on it. And the guy who's the head of engineering at, at Zero is an ex-fuel guy, Abe, mm-hmm. and the guy who's head of sourcing at, at, you know, at, at Zero is a fuel and EVR guy. Oh, well. Um, Are you an so incubator brought, for the industry? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you'll find people who came out of fuel and EVR. It's a pretty interesting place. It's, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywhere from Zero 
to Polaris to Harley to Honda's, uh, you know, IndyCar program to all sorts of things. So it, it's been fun. But, you know, it's just we, we did something different. And I have a lot of, I am known to be opinionated, but anyhow, I, you know, I just, I have my ideas about, you know, what works uh, mm-hmm. and what will work. And what, what fired me up is like, I want to have something that, like I said, is you look at it and you go, that really makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's not too much that can negate it. You know, because if people, you know, zeros are neat and everything, but if you ride a fast anything, the new Harley or, you know, anything that's, you know, electric bike will go 150 miles an hour, 200 miles an hour, 210 miles an hour. But very briefly. Very, yeah, very, very briefly. So it's trying to think about how you make a product, not to just say I did it, but so that you can sell them. And so mm-hmm. the people go, oh, smokes, this is, you know, something I really need. And it's not like, uh, darn it, I'm going to buy an electric one to make a statement. You know, it'll be, I'm going to buy an electric one because there's, that is the solution. It's not the third bike. You're, you're moving into the second and even first bike category. Yes, yes. For, you know, for certain people in certain situations, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not about to launch an electric superbike because that wouldn't work very well, you know. Right. Maybe a special class that they build them for that, you know, you come in and change the battery every three laps or something. But, <laughs> you know, Formula E started up that way, and now they go further than that. The early ones didn't go very far, and they had to change the battery pack, you know. And so it was entertaining for some people, and that's what they built that for. Maybe a race bike that way. But when you just look at it and say, okay, what's the use? What is the riding profile? What is the test scenario for somebody who wants a, you know, a product and then say, how well does this fit? I have a question for you, Eric. Since you say you're opinionated and they're not really a segment you're looking at, what are your thoughts about the, the Harley Livewire? I really don't. I don't have much of an opinion. Have you seen one? I, I've seen a picture. He's as confused by it as everybody else. I think that's <laughs> what I'm hearing. Well, that that happened. <laughs> like I said, I like all motorcycles. It's cool to see stuff. And, but on the other hand, yeah, I wanted to be, you know. Yeah, I, it's kind of funny. I had a, it's back when Buell was first started, independent Buell, non-pre-Harlan that I had for 10 years. Mm-hmm. In the early days of that, it was a brutal struggle. And I, I got an offer to go back to work for Harley for a, a lot of money again after they knew how much I was struggling. After the first year or two, like, hey, man, come on back. We'll pay you this. I kind of sat and looked, you know, thought about it for a little while. And I thought, am I doing anything that really makes sense? Or if it's just a job or a salary, mm-hmm. what the heck, maybe I should just do that. Just get paid to be an engineer. And, and it really set, you know, I thought about it and I said, you know, well, yeah, you know, and, I, and I, I got to that point about, you know, personal transportation is a huge thing for me. I don't want to build buses. I don't want to build cars. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to build trains. I don't want to, the whole thing of one person on a, one or two people on an inline vehicle of some kind. And I said, you know, you can even use those on the moon or the Mars, or, you know, fly between the asteroids, you know, are you going to have to. You know, the big transportation vehicle, or what do you do if you want to, you know, just quickly zip over to the next bubble on Mars, you know? Is there going to be, do you have to wait in line to get on the train, or can you hop on a vehicle? So I just thought to myself and said, okay, you know, this is bigger than me. I think it's going to last longer. It's worth doing for the rest of my life, you know, even... Because <laughs> I wasn't only I got called from Harley, but I called from a couple other places that were willing to pay me a lot of money. Um, at that time, a lot of money. I wasn't mm-hmm. making crap at fuel but that's really was you know is this a mission i'm doing am i doing this just because i an ex-racer to start sort of soul searching mm-hmm. and saying you know someday i'm going to be 60 years old am i going to be happy i did this it's it's funny because as you talk about that you honestly you sound like the the ancient dream of milwaukee and detroit of the personal transit you can go where you want to go mm-hmm. not where the bus and the train are going not where the you know the wagon's going. But that's a, I mean, that's a huge deal. It really is. And it, it's a big deal for freedom and independence. And How about the segue, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> it's got two wheels. He, he specified in line. Mm. <laughs> he did. 
Well, anything that that can work too, you know, or three three wheeler can work, maybe even a four wheeler. But you know, just being compact, mm. personal transportation, not mm. not a big vehicle. I, I just think, and and you know, the kind of the single track thing, narrow thing, is is cool because it allows you to flow more people in congested areas in the in the parts of the world, like we're called, we used to call third world or whatever they were, developing countries where they don't have many roads and they don't have a whole lot of infrastructure like, you know, India used to be and probably, and some of it still is in a lot of Asia and South America, Africa. Having a motorcycle beats the heck out of having a donkey with stuff strapped on it, you know, or carrying it on your back. Mm. But you aren't going to get a car down those trails. And, you know, if the government ever runs a train somewhere, it's just going to run it from one city to another, and all the people who are off of any distance back from the train rails are screwed. And so that really, you know, I really learned that from working with, with Hero was seeing what had happened in India and why Hero and motorcycle was so important for that country. And the only laugh that people go look at the picture and go, oh, look at that, they've got four people on that motorcycle. Oh. Well, that's a big deal. You can carry four people on that. It never have gone before, mm-hmm. you know? You can't do it on a car over there. I mean, there are plenty of places that only have single track roads going to them. And where there are roads, there's so much traffic. Like the cities are crazy populated and the urban areas don't have good roads going to them. And so that's really, you know, changed the economy of that country was being able to have personal transportation. The way you're talking now versus the last time we talked to you, you got so much more of this kind of international view in mind for what you want to do. Yeah, that's definitely true. And so I'm, I'm happy that this electric thing has allowed me to get to that. I kind of was that way before, but I I was trying to figure out how to get there uh, because to get the attention of people mm-hmm. in the motorcycle world, you have to do something super fast or super exciting, you know. The biggest really volume products, you know, and building the superbike almost worked for me because it got me connected up with a big company that I thought was going to work and get me really, you know, rolling along. And that's what I did those products for. It was not just because I wanted to go racing at all. It was to go, Hey, this is a crazy little company is actually competing with companies like BMW and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm in a new world where I don't have to follow that. You know, the, this is the way you get there because here's an area where I think if you do a product that's right, that's new, that fits, you're the first to market with it. You know, you don't have to build a big following. And mm-hmm. finally, you can, you know, build something useful. You have to get the excitement up first. I think it, the excitement will come from the product. It's still it's like a new enough world. Everything else. But it's, 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 this really is a leap forward. It's, you know, I'm kind of a science fiction guy. Like, when I, like I said, when I started thinking about the asteroids and stuff, that's what I am. By the way, you know, that, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. All the people who think that this is cool stuff. I was crazy fortunate enough a few weeks ago to go out. I had lunch with Tom Mueller, who was SpaceX's first employee, and as an avid motorcyclist, had a long lunch with him, and you know, and, oh, it was so fun. And then I went out <laughs> and hung out with some guys at SpaceX who were also motorcyclists, and just came back so fired up. Oh wow! It's just, you know, this is so cool. This is the, there is a future ahead for us, and it's easy to get distracted from that from in the grind. So mm. it's way more fun to be, you know, doing things that are really fresh and new. So do you find time to keep up with the, the motorcycling industry? Well, to some extent, but I really haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to it. I mean, I'm not as immersed in it. There's too many other things I'm looking at right now. I'm mm-hmm. trying to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm paying a whole lot of attention, you know, to what's going on in space world and the electric world, the battery world, the motor world there, you know, and so, um, 3d printed, you know, when is it coming? How is it coming? Just, there's a whole lot of other things, you know, and, you know, just futurist kind of thinking and motorcycles are kind of fun. Look at it. Like the magazines and stuff, you know, they go, Oh, that's fun. And then like, there's other things to think about, you know? So Do you- I still ride, but, Right now, I'm just focused. It is different. I mean, it's a different, you know, perspective. But in a way, way is is better than I, a better place than I've been for a while. Oh man, there's so many connections going on in my head as you talk about that right now. So talk talk up for a minute. I want to hear Eric's crystal ball, the uh, the developing world and electric bicycles and electric things in general. Because 
one of the reasons the internal combustion engine is so great there is, you know, you can carry like a big old tub of fuel. And, you know, even if you don't have, say, an actual power plant powering stuff, who cares because you got fuel? What's what's it going to take to make electric, you know, kind of go out of the cities, do you think? Well, you know, there's a couple of things. The batteries are going to continue to evolve and, you know, get more capacity per kilogram. Mm. You know, right now, you know, batteries do not compete, you know, with, you know, a gallon of fuel that weighs six some between six and seven pounds. And I should know the number exactly, I don't. But anyhow, that's... <laughs> hand in your engineer card. A, yeah, I hand in my, my that, engineer card. That's how far gone he is from the idea of internal <laughs> I combustion. Remember, I remember gas. That stuff smelled. <laughs> well, it's good for starting fires. I just did that yesterday. That was good. Couldn't get that fire started. Boom! But anyhow. Did you get one of Elon Musk's flamethrowers? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should have had. I could have set up for a distance instead of running the trail of fuel out, throwing the match out and running. But anyhow, um, but you know, a gallon of gasoline has a, a whole lot of energy in it and compared to batteries. But they're getting better. They're getting better, definitely. And we are going to run out of fuel because there's only so many dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> they ain't make any more of them. So, oh, no, there's a ton in Congress. Ooh, there's a few shots fired. That, that would be something. That would be something that you, you know, if we could plug in a dozen guys and suck them into dry husks in return for getting some energy back. I'm Actually, liking that idea. I don't know how much range you'll get out of one. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're saying that you can that you can make fuel out of like cow manure and stuff. So there might be a whole lot of energy in those guys. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we're gonna need we're gonna need better batteries, and then I assuming some way to charge said batteries. The other, thing is, the other thing is the charging process, and you know how that proceeds, and how quickly it can come. And there's just you got to get kind of immersed into electric stuff to start to understand that, and then you're paying attention to say, okay, this is where it should go. Is it going there? What's the time frame there? Where are people? So that's that's kind of doing that. It takes a whole long time to keep abreast of what's going on, and then trying to you know, predict the trends and then trying to design uh, for the best thing you can today, but also knowing what the trends are and what mm-hmm. you think where you, it looks like things are going to be in five or six years. So there's a lot of that in the product, not only what it delivers uh, now, which I think is going to be really good, but the fact that it's, it's, I don't know, scalable is the right word. That's not the right word. It's, it's futurable. It's been designed to, to adapt to things that we think are coming, but, you know, that's, you know, charge rate is, you know, speed of charging, how often they're going to put in charging stations. You know, in China, they've got recharge stations in every gas station. You can't have a gas station without one. Oh. Now, are they the fastest recharge stations? No, they're not the latest. They're but they are so, they're also updating them. So as long as that keeps happening and keeps updating, that'll go on. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, there's dirty ways to make less electricity, and I can make the same jokes about, well, you know, it's great that you're running that, you know, coal-fired Tesla down the road, you know. <laughs> the battery came up, was charged from a, you know, coal-burning power plant. That's my favorite the joke. Yeah, that is your favorite joke. <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania. I was near West Virginia. I can do oh, coal-fired yeah. jokes. Yeah, Utah's the same but, deal. It's it's coal-powered Teslas here, all top to bottom. But fundamentally, the thing is, there's many, there are many, many ways to generate electricity currently and more coming. And so that's what you look at. And you say, okay, that it is going to be the future. It has to be, you know, is it the most efficient? No. Can, you know, is there a balance right now? Yes. Are we going to continue to use gasoline? Yes. But if you look out in the future, you go, well, this has to be where it goes. And so it should be part of being ready for the change you know, and, and be part of it. And I can argue against there and go, well, no, like, does make sense. I look down the road, that, that makes sense. And I'm not going to diss electric power, I mean, gasoline-powered stuff at all, because it's fun and it's cool. But it's it's also cool to be involved in doing stuff for that other fuel sources, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's different. And uh, it's changes rapid, which is fun and intense. It's, it's like, so, still all brand-new world kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds very cool. Hey, uh, completely off topic, since you mentioned you're a science fiction fan, Star Wars or Star Trek? 
I'm more of a Hyperion guy, but that's a different story. Oh, see, this this just reinforces he likes he likes the vintage stuff, that old fuel burning stuff. But he's really into yeah. electric now before it's cool. Yeah. Eric, are you actually growing a beard as we speak? Is that happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hardly stop it. Is that why I'm growing a beard? Because Eric has one? Sitting here, I'm sitting here with a craft beer. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Aha! <laughs> Eric's a hipster. <laughs> he, he was a hipster before it was cool. Uh, yeah. But then who came first, you or Eric? Pretty sure he's older than I am. Yeah, probably. Almost certainly. I'm older than, I'm older than dirt. Well, Eric, it has been uh, really cool talking to you again. Because, as you know, we are... Todd, we are close personal friends. Oh, I am close personal friends with Eric. But no closer than 100, 100 yards. yards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've gotten really good at folding the paper airplanes that I send my love notes on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. He hasn't written back yet. Don't let him get a drone, please. <laughs> I'm keeping him grounded. <laughs> Eric, this is awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, very fun talking to you guys. It's uh, always... Uh, have interesting interviews and let me get out of the box. And maybe I got a little too far out of the box this time. That's half the fun on this show. Yeah, that was it was great. All right, Chuck, you can come back in now. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> ah, always fun. I I love. It was wasn't at all what I expected. No, but I, I've quickly learned that part of part of the 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 Buellness of Eric Buell is Eric Buell is always like a few steps further down the road than you thought. And usually in a direction you did not expect. That's kind of his thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really interested, you know, because like I've got I've got a pretty short commute. I mean, the Vespa will sometimes hit forty five fifty on the commute, but like an electric assist bicycle could do it too. Yeah, your commute is like perfect for that kind of thing. Oh yeah. No, he's talking about you know the urban commutes where you're a little out in the suburbs, and that's uh, that's me. You know, the reason I asked how much the thing weigh mm. was I started thinking I could ride this to a track station. Oh, and get it on the train. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Well, the thing is, it's got a motor, so you could motor it up the stairs onto the train. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, getting a bike up is awkward as shit anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. like, a bike that actually powers itself a little would be not so bad. Yeah. If you were, you know, a weekly. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you could just pick it up in one hand and be like, do, 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 do. Uh, I'm very strong in the arms, and I could pick this up, but not really so much my right. legs. So I, I have an electric assist. <laughs> Picked it up with my arms, but my legs have completely collapsed. <laughs> my 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 bike's name is Skip Leg Day. <laughs> Shards of bone are just jutting out of. Actually, I just named it Leg Day. <laughs> what day is Leg Day? Every day is Leg Day now. <laughs> Thanks to this motor assist, not so much though. <laughs> Just a little bit leg day. No, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I really, I, I'm still really looking forward to the electric motorcycle. That's like a sensible electric motorcycle. Yeah, because I've looked at the zeros and it's cool, but like you're immediately like, good. Where the fuck am I going to put like my bag to get to work with or like groceries? You know, like when a, when a these are the things you think about when a motorcycle is your only mode of transit. Yeah, and with a sidecar, it's cheating because. <laughs> I can fit all but, the I mean, groceries. The zero bikes you can just put regular cases on, right? Uh, I think so. If you can find them that fit is yeah. the thing, right? Is that a problem? I yeah. thought they were... I well, I mean, you could put like, like bags. Yeah, I thought like Givies and stuff. Like there's, Maybe. They had that adventure one. Mm, that that's was true. kind yeah. of a Strom-like mm -hmm. where it had three bet cases. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could do it that way. I yeah. Did, yeah. But the the... They're really far along as far as like the U.S. Mm -hmm. electric motorcycle movement. They're, okay. They're, zero seems to be out there yeah. as a leader. Oh, yeah. I think that, that's clear. But the idea of a bike with the you know, storage built into it. That's pretty cool. Well, you're, you're, you're like a scooter guy now. Yes, so I have the pet carrier now. You're so all I'm about good. that. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh, if only the pet carrier was a little bigger. On the other hand, I'd like the engine to be bigger. And then your head explodes because you're like, what if the wheels were bigger? <laughs> and one of them is electric. So the interesting thing is that Vespa is coming out with an electric one real soon. Lots of people are. Yeah. yeah. There's I mean, clearly, there's clearly, I think, I think when Eric says this is the way it's going. Yeah. Because the Europe, writing's on the wall. In Europe, they could get away with saying something like no cars. <laughs> well, London almost does. Yeah. They're like, no cars 
unless you are rich because you know they're a capitalist country that's the jam like law unless you're rich yeah <laughs> unless you're rich but, but yeah, it, yeah it costs a fortune to bring a car into the interior of london now yeah just, just to even like fucking drive it costs a fortune but there's still so much traffic <laughs> yeah well it's, it's a shit ton of traffic <laughs> London is, you know, it's one of those cities that was made before cars were even an yeah. idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm interested. To, I'm very interested. I'm, I'm more interested in that. Than I am the live wire. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, um, the live I'm, wire is a, a live wire is a look what we did. Yeah. As you call it, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a, you will use this. I do. I'm more interested in zero as an electric motorcycle right now. Yeah. I see zero is like, the, they've gotten it up to the second bike level, right? Yeah. You know, it's that, because. Everybody has, you know, you, as you go through bikes, your first bike is the bike like you ride around. Yeah. Your second bike is that like one that you ride sometimes. And your third bike is the one that's cool, but you know, not necessarily useful all the time or yeah. at all. Yep. Um, a lot of the electric motorcycles were in third bike land. I think zero is creeping up into second bike territory. Yeah. Especially as a commuter. Oh yeah. As yeah, a commuter. Yeah. Commuter. That's, that's really it. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's quite in first bike territory yet. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Range. Power. Those are the kind of questions. Two bags of graphite. Will chicks jump on it at stoplights? Almost certainly not. <laughs> and if they do, you'd be like, bitch, I've only got 20 <laughs> miles left. This cuts my range. Do you have half. any idea what you are doing to me here? Do you like pushing? Because that's where this goes. That's where this road ends with you pushing this bike and me. <laughs> and I'm not interested in gas or cash or ass because, well, no, ass. Ass is good. Because you'll be using it to push. <laughs> yes. Hopefully you didn't skip leg day. <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> and start pushing. Someone has to steer. <laughs> what have you learned this week, Chuck? Oh, I am not going to be able to get dates with an electric motorcycle. I've learned that I don't care, but I kind of really want an electric motorcycle. I've, I've learned that my fandom of Eric Buell has not diminished in the least. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that we get to use the electric motorcycles on Mars. He he did talk a lot about SpaceX. So I'm saying, man, this is the this is you look for those little clues in an Eric Buell interview. 3D printing and SpaceX. Mmm, interesting. Mm. That's what we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.